Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for joining us on a gorgeous Monday afternoon. I'm watching people jog and walk their dogs and be outside enjoying this day. I know the snow is coming in parts of Minnesota. Yes, you'll hear about that in Paul's forecast. But um, we will enjoy the day we have now. It is a what you know. You always hear, seize the moment, seize the day, enjoy, live in the present. I've been practicing that even more these past few years, and I definitely enjoyed it today. So I hope I got out and walked the dog, and I hope you got out too. Did you get out? I did too. People were waving with all their fingers. It it was amazing, (laughs) gratifying. Yeah. Today is also a sad anniversary. It is one year to the day of the shooting of and, and killing of Dante Wright, who was killed by uh, Brooklyn Center police officer Kim Potter. And this morning, Georgia Fort, independent journalist and friend of this show, she's been on many times with us, uh, hosted. She filled in hosting the nine to noon show. She was fantastic. I listened. It was she was great, and she had Dante's mom on the show, Katie Wright, and just reflecting on the last year. And now Georgia, you know, again, is an independent journalist. So she's been following the story. She's been in the courtroom with these folks, has connected with the family. And this morning, she asked Katie Wright what this last year has been like for her. This last year has been an emotional roller coaster. It's been living a nightmare. It feels like I'm in the twilight zone. Um, And it's been a whole year. And I'm still in a twilight zone. The hardest time was about a month, right? That that first month that Dante was gone. I was in disbelief and I just wanted to lay in bed and, and, and close my eyes and then wake up and, and it would be all over, right? Dante was just the light of our family. He would come in uh, and joke so much and and he loved his son and he was a, you know, a happy kid and he loved sports and he had big dreams and aspirations that were taken at a age of 20 that he didn't, he had so much life ahead of him. Um, and he was my whole heart. He was my son. He's a part of us that we'll never get back, but I feel him around us still. And I know that spiritually he's here and He's going to continue to help me fight for, um, fight me, help me so that way there's no more Dantes, right? There's going to be no more um, names, and I'll continue to do so. Uh, 
Jordana, it was a heartbreaking interview. Yeah. yeah. It, the whole thing was heartbreaking. It, I mean, it's every mm-hmm. parent's worst nightmare, right? You, it is. At some point, it you is. let go of your kids and you trust that they're going to be okay, mm-hmm. but you never stop praying for your kids. Um, at one point, Georgia Ford asked uh, Katie Wright, Dante's mom, what has she learned from the last 12 months? Oh, wow. I've learned so much. I've learned that... Um, no matter how hateful the world gets, you have to keep fighting um, because that's what they want you to do. They want to be so cruel and knock you down so many times that you just give up. So that way they win. And if we allow that and continue to let people treat other people like that and, and don't say something when we see it, it's never going to change. Um, I've also allowed that white people need to stand up before it happens to them. Don't say you see, you see things happening. Don't agree that you agree that it's wrong. Then what are you doing about it? Because I am that white person. I didn't do anything about it. Right. I was in my comfort and my, my privilege that I wasn't out here standing with everybody with Jamar Clark, with, you know, Cordell Handy. I wasn't there. I watched it. I, I knew about it and I and I was in agreement and I 100% stood with them. But white America needs to stop and they need to stand up and they need to say something before it does happen to them. Before they are in a position where you don't have a choice. Now you're thrown into it and you have to do something about it. Don't wait for that moment. Do it now to protect your neighbor, your child's friend you may not have any BIPOC in your in your family right but BIPOC community is touching every white person in America some way somehow if it's not through their family their friends um people they work with like stand up and say something now to protect them don't wait for it to happen to you so important I think that message is so important and I think you know sometimes as white people we feel helpless in this situation but I think even acknowledging the existence of different treatment by black people uh, from the police and from some policy and from laws that we have, I think the acknowledgement that systemic racism is real, that, you know, black kids are treated differently, I, I think that's a, an important step for white people to say like, wow, wow, I didn't realize it was to this extent, but now I hear you. I see you. I understand that this is happening. Um, you know, let, let's, let's notice it, call it out and support you in changing, in changing this or support a change of the behavior. So uh, you're not helpless. Acknowledgement of the facts is important. Um, and when you know better, you do better. And now we definitely know better. Yeah. The status quo just isn't nearly good enough we can and should Mm -mm. do better we have Mm -mm. to do better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was an amazing interview with georgia fort this morning if you missed any of it uh use the odyssey app use the rewind feature look at i think it's still under Corey heppola look at those podcasts uh from today and um it, it was just a really compelling interview and and she spoke with the mayor of brooklyn center later in her show uh that was really interesting too yeah, and I think let, let's squeeze uh, one more bit of sound from oh, George's yeah? okay. interview Great. with Katie Wright about 
Hammer, let's play. Uh, she, Georgia asked Katie Wright about getting the laws changed. Uh, let's play that clip. You know, we take to the streets and we march and we're, we're, we're saying all of our loved ones' names, but we have to get the right people in the right places as well. Um, and, and there's something different has to be done, right? And because we have to make sure that we are getting these laws changed, like the George Floyd um, law, we want to get that, we have to get that in place. So going to the polls to vote and making sure that you're doing your, you know, your investigation on who that person is. Just because, just because it's a BIPOC person doesn't necessarily mean that they stand for what needs to be done. Um, so you need to look at that, and I think that that's where the, the change is going to be. We have to start pushing for that. So when we're in the streets yelling, we need to yell about these laws that need to be passed as well. That's true. Okay. Yeah, it has to start with policy. It has to, or else nothing will change. So thank you to Georgia Ford. Uh, thank you mm-hmm. to uh, to Katie Wright for uh, being on Georgia's show this morning. And we wanted to share that with you on the one-year anniversary of Dante Wright's killing. When we come back, uh, some news, some breaking news on Ukraine. Uh, Shanghai in, in China just having a heck of a time with COVID-19. And uh, good time to be a truck driver, perhaps, for Walmart some eye-opening pay, and Elon Musk, oh, Elon, apparently losing interest rapidly with Twitter. We'll have that weird story when we come back on CCO. Know who this is? Um, President Zelensky? No. Well, he's a TV star, but I, I don't think he oh, can sing. Probably Maybe sings. This is Pink Floyd. And this this needs some setup. This needs explanation. Yeah. For the first time since 1994, legendary rockers Pink Floyd released a new single. Uh, it's called Hey, Hey, Rise Up. In support of the people of Ukraine. It's, again, all the proceeds will go to Ukrainian humanitarian relief. And and who you just heard uh, was a member of the Ukrainian band Boombox. And I, I'm going to mangle the guy's name, so um, I'm, I'm not even going to try. But basically, they used... The lead vocalist for this band, Ukrainian band Boombox, singing in central Kiev, the Ukrainian capital. He performed a rousing Ukrainian protest song. It was written back during the First World War, and it's been taken up all across the world in the last month in protest of the Russian invasion. So Pink Floyd highlighting this lead singer for this Ukrainian band, integrating that into their music, trying to raise money uh, for the people of Ukraine. Pretty cool. And anyone who's concerned with the anti-Semitism and hate of Roger Waters, it's my understanding that it was just David Gilmour, Nick Mason, Floyd bassist Guy Pratt, and Nitin Shawnee on the keyboards. It's my understanding that Roger Waters was not involved 
um, with this recording because Roger Waters is a known anti-Semite and spreader of hate. So uh, for those, because I know as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh gosh, I hope Roger Waters is not uh, involved in this at all because he's, um, you know, he has like Nazi symbols and swastikas and pigs floating um, and and lots of anti-Semitic uh, paraphernalia at his yeah. concerts and I thought well, he would never speak out against genocide or unless maybe he's only in favor of genocide of the Jews but um, he is not involved with this yes, song correct. so I I wanted to support it anyway and I total anything that supports Ukraine I am in support of so I am glad I can wholeheartedly support this yeah perhaps Waters has been canceled and rightfully yeah, so yeah I hope so certainly by his own band with those mm-hmm. beliefs And Mm -hmm. folks now in eastern Ukraine bracing for another invasion. Uh, Russian troops are massing. Uh, They're evacuating civilians out of eastern Ukraine, trying Mm. to get as many out as possible. A couple of other things I saw. The uh, Boston Marathon coming up later this month. Runners from Russia and Belarus will not be allowed to compete in this year's Boston Marathon. And... Finland and Sweden, which have been neutral forever, may try to join NATO. They may actually be admitted into NATO by the summer in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Hmm. People that were kind of on the fence interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, are now seeing what Russia is capable of and don't want to take any chances. So I thought that was interesting. Of course, Finland but, right on but- the border with Russia. What's interesting, though, Paul, you know, the Boston Marathon thing, just just rewinding a minute, um, they're saying Russian and Belarusian people will not be allowed to participate in the race. And while I would like to boycott all things Russia and cut off their economy, like the Russian people are, well, they are suffering a little bit, you know, they are from all of the boycotts and whatnot. And I mean, is that the right way to punish Russia? Like, does the government benefit if a Russian runner runs in the marathon? I think if, if you're of Russian or Belarusian descent, you're not penalized. You can run. If you're a citizen of any other country, great. And you and you're, you know, you mm-hmm. have Russian ancestry. No, no problem. But apparently if, if you, if your citizenship is Russia or Belarus, you cannot as a runner, participate in this year's hmm. Boston Marathon, for better or worse. Uh, yeah, I um, guess. I mean, I know it's a I, statement, I, but yeah. it's like, God, the, you know, the, the people didn't choose to invade, and hopefully they are, are, have access to the truth. And I, it just feels yeah. like we're punishing the people for, you know, the sins of the father kind of thing. I, I guess. I, I see your mm-hmm. point. But at the last poll I saw, something like 80, 85 percent of the Russian people support Vladimir Putin, support oy, this oy. special military. Um, what do they call it? Special military mm-hmm. procedure or Exercise. something. I mean, yeah. If, if you call it a war in Russia, you can be sentenced for up to 15 years in prison. A special military operation is what they're calling it. And the media sticks to that script you can't call it an invasion or a war Mm -hmm. um so yeah why let the facts get in the way george Mm -hmm. orwell would be uh would be shocked but anyway um covid not out of the question yet uh that 
mask mandates may go back into effect. That's happening in Philadelphia. Indoor mask mandates are back in Philly, and we'll see if that's a blip or if that spreads to other cities. 26 million people in Shanghai, China, are locked in their homes. They can't go anywhere. And there have been protests, but with censorship in China, most of those protests don't get through. But reports of dwindling food supplies. The other story that caught my eye, uh, Walmart is offering six-figure salaries to lure truck drivers to Walmart. Existing employees who work at Walmart can earn up to $110,000 a year to transfer deliveries. If, if, if you're interested in driving a truck for Walmart, there may be a six-figure salary in your future. And there's always a lot of competition for these long-haul truckers. Yeah, um, yeah. And a lot of musical chairs, people switch. You know, what is the best deal? But that shows you how desperate a lot of these companies are becoming. It's supply and demand. They need drivers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's good money. Hell, yeah, it's that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the average salary for long distance truck drivers was about forty forty five thousand that that's my understanding i may be way off but for walmart to be offering a hundred ten thousand it's a sign of the times that we really really need truck drivers and elon musk who paid just under three billion dollars for nine percent of twitter let's break and talk about that in a minute Okay, because we're super late for the break. So oh, are let's we do late? Elon. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay? Let's do Elon in the next uh, in the next segment. Yeah, we can do that. And also, uh, are you tracking your kids? And um, these Apple AirTags are being used to track people without their consent. That's a big deal. So, yeah, we got a couple of stories we're tracking. We'll be right back on CCO. Paul and Jor back with you. Hammer producing today. It's always hammer time. Good to have you with us, Hammer. Thank you for keeping an eye on Jor. Yeah, <laughs> trying. It's uh, it's hard work. It's hard work. So Elon Musk, I, I, and there were all kinds of theories about why Elon Musk purchased a big chunk, what, 9% of Twitter for just under $3 billion. And after he did that, the price of Twitter stock went up, and he made something mm-hmm. like $500 million. But now the price has gone down because it appears that Elon is not going to be on the board of directors and uh, may have yeah, lost interest. Why do you interest. think he did that? Why, why well, you, come on. What's the there are theories. There? One of the theories mm-hmm. is that he discovered that half of the users on Twitter are bots. Oh, They're not snap. real human beings. How did he find and that he, out? I don't know. And well, I don't maybe I guess if, if you're going to be true. on the board, maybe you get access to info. Well, I I don't know how much additional information Twitter. I think he made his investment based on what the rest of us know about Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I hope he didn't have inside information. But it it's interesting to me that um, <laughs> in a tweet, Elon proposed that Twitter users pay two dollars a month to access the service. We as, do. Um, one way to generate revenue and to cut down on scammers and spam bots, he finds annoying. Two dollars a month. I don't think that's going to go we, anywhere. Do you pay that? Do I pay that? No, like, no, it's free. Really? It's ad supported. It's ad supported. Yeah, and so, why is he pro- saying we pay two dollars a month? 
Well, he he's suggesting it oh, as a way oh, to oh, to crank okay. up revenues and and try oh, to make Twitter profitable. In another I tweet, see. Musk polled his 80 million followers about their support for removing the W in Twitter, what? offering two choices: yes, titter, and <laughs> of course, don't say it. So what is that like a, an eighth grade boy joke? Titter like he's a, he, he's a grown man. He's fifty, and he's I mean, uh, is this why idiot. he has eighty million followers? I, Dude, I don't that's know. a good use of of your time. <laughs> Speak, but wait, speaking, so what? What I want to know what you think. Like you have companies and boards and and you deal with this. What would be the reason that somebody would back out at the very last minute do you think they didn't want him do you think he uncovered something nefarious like well what do you think happened i think he has a short attention span and he has so much money he can throw money around and try to make a quick hit quick profit cash out mm -hmm. i and, and maybe once he got the keys to the kingdom after buying nine percent for three billion dollars that maybe he discovered some things under the hood that gave him pause and made hmm. him rethink, is this a good long-term investment or is this a quick hit? I think social media companies in general, there's a life expectancy. Look at Facebook, you know, five, ten years ago. How are we going to mm -hmm. stop Facebook? And now it's sort of evolving into something else, and very few people now um, believe yeah, the I rarely original use it. The, the original mm -hmm. business model of Facebook, mm -hmm. if, if that is going to survive long term, now it's meta mm -hmm. and they're getting into virtual reality and the metaverse. And so things change and it's uh, tech is hard. It's really hard because mm -hmm. people's expectations change. New inventions, new technologies come along and upset even the best business model. But um the other thing I want to mention, I use, um, and I'm in the iOS, I'm in the Apple ecosystem, and I mm -hmm. can track my kids and my wife, their phones, and they give me permission mm -hmm. to be able to right. track them, keep an eye on them. I have better things to do than spy on my kids, but there are times <laughs> where it's helpful <laughs> to know where they are and, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. But Apple AirTags, I don't know if you've tinkered with these 29 bucks for one of these little apple air tags and you can put them on anything your wallet pets vehicles keys they become a convenient way though for men to stalk women oh, 150 boy. police reports mentioning air tags in 50 cases women called the police because they started getting notifications that their whereabouts were being tracked by one of these little air tags that they didn't own. Somebody put one of these things on their vehicle or in their purse to track them. In many cases, it was, oh you know, ex-partners, husbands, bosses oh boy. to follow them, harass them. So here's the thing. AirTags, they, they have a notification feature that alerts people, but only if you have an iPhone. If you have an Android device, you might never know that you have one of these little Apple AirTags and somebody is tracking you in real Wait, time. Wait, but how does it work with Android? 
It doesn't work with Android. Oh, okay. That's the that's that's the problem. It works if you're in the Apple okay. ecosystem. So, you get so a the Android folks are safe from this. No, Android folks are not safe from this, and and that's that's a glitch in the matrix. To my knowledge, uh, if you have if if if, if mm-hmm. you are in the Android universe, if you are mm-hmm. not using an iPhone. You might never know that you have one of these Apple AirTags tagging really? along in your purse or on your car. So, oh boy, that's terrifying. That's a, well, it's just you know all technology can be used for good or bad, mm-hmm. and I understand the intent with AirTags. Most of us are always losing stuff, so hey, put a little mm-hmm. thing on it. You always know where it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never thinking that somebody would use it to stalk women, primarily women. Well, it and can always be abused, right? Anything that is created can always be used for evil. And clearly people have found a way. These these air tags, people, members of my family have them. They find them useful because they, you know, you want to... You don't want to lose your keys, that right. kind of thing. Um, but I know that I have received notifications when those AirTags are near me. You know, an AirTag is noticed near you, and I was like, ooh, it made me a little nervous. But you, but again, I'm an Apple user, so yeah. you're right. It made me aware that it was around. Um, but there's, there's still – all it does is make you aware. It's not like I could turn it off because it was somebody else's AirTag, you know, but it just noticed that it was in my radius – so it made me aware. So I guess even having that knowledge, if you're an Apple user, uh, can be super helpful if, God forbid, you are somebody who has somebody dangerous in your life that wants you to, wants to do you harm. Yeah. But at least you get notified if yeah. you're an Apple user. If you're an right. Android right. user and somebody is right. using one of these Apple AirTags, I don't know oh, how geez. you find out yeah. that you're being aye, tracked. Aye. But uh, mm. anyway, just wanted to bring that up now. All right. People should... But then again, Paul, there's always a way. It's not just these air tags. There's always a way to track people. You know, this is just the latest and maybe easiest because you could drop it in somebody's purse or you could, yeah. t- you know, stick yeah. it on something. You're right. You're right. Hopefully the, the good guys stay one or two steps ahead of the bad guys. But some days we I wonder. So. We hope so. All right. Uh, quick break. We'll be back on CCO to wrap up the show. Paula Jordana and Hammer and you. Thanks for joining us today. I I saw a tweet that made me smile. Uh, Hit me. And I, I I hadn't been following this person up until now. Mm. It's Midwest versus everybody, and I encourage. Oh, you to I sign love up. them. Do I you... follow them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. How, how have I not <laughs> seen them? Midwest versus really everybody. Clever. Here's what they wrote today has a special feel to it. You may observe the wild Midwesterner in its natural habitat wearing shorts and hoodie, car windows rolled down, and tranquil demeanor allowing cars to go through first at four-way stops, and half-smile head nods to strangers. That's what happens when it gets up close to 60 after the uh, tortured spring we've had here in the land of low-weather expectations. Thank you, Midwest versus everybody. Midwest is the best place to hang out. Have you heard the term shack nasties? No. 
I think this is a term, at least I heard of it as it describes people after a long winter of hibernation. Like before, you know, in in the olden times, I'm guessing pioneer days, they used to just kind of stay in their shacks all winter. You couldn't leave. You didn't have anybody plowing streets or anything. So, and maybe you couldn't have access to bathing water or exercise or whatever. And you used to be a little nasty by March or April. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? So they called it the Shack Nasties. Shack Nasties. Hey, and I want to give a heads up. Somebody's listening and they say for Android, there is an app tracker. Oh. Um, it's it, it's called Tracker Detect. Oh, Tracker okay. Detect. So if you have an Android, you may want to check that out. Great. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not tracking you anymore, Jordana. I gave up on that <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Catch you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.